As you can see, last Monday, we put up our crucifix painting outside of the season of Lent. It's kept back in the old baptistry. And now that it's up here, you might want to stop back there and we have a display where it's normally sitting of all the parish's um, relics are sitting out, kind of interesting. But for Lent, we put this painting up here to ponder and perhaps help focus our prayer. And we get lots of compliments in what people say, it's such a beautiful painting. And if you think about it, isn't that an odd thing to say about this painting? And really, what's beautiful about it? It's certainly not colorful. It's not a pleasant topic. It's not very comforting. It is a painting of a public execution of a person by the state. The man we see suffering in there has tremendous pain and debasement. He is stripped of his rights and his basic dignity, and he is alone. It's really quite horrible. Yet we hang it there on the most important wall on our property. We wear it as jewelry, this image is jewelry, around our necks and place the crosses on top of our buildings and we say, it's beautiful. Perhaps it is because what we see is the divine man who died not for an idea that he believed was good for him, but of supreme good for others. And not only for others who happened to live at the time that he did, but is good for humanity, period. Not for a truth that was just true in the year 33, but also in 500 and 2020 and always. And it is so important to him to be unwavering to that which is true and good and beautiful that he was willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice and face our deepest fears. Very public humiliation, extreme pain, and death. And when in our clearest mind and cleanest heart, we look upon a painting like this one, we look at it in awe and we wonder, could I do this? Am I strong enough? Does anything outside of me matter enough to me? Do I believe in anything enough? Do I love anyone enough? Nobody remembers with this level of great fondness a person who lived for themselves, who revels in and nurtures their every want and temptation. And very often, it is their own desires that lead to their own downfall. As one social commentator put it, if we gave in to all our wants and desires and emotions, we would either be dead, in jail, or married 35 times. Just think of Heath Ledger. Theodore McCarrick, Elizabeth Taylor, not happy people. If we do think we admire them, it's usually with a smirk, but none of them are called to mind when we think, what makes America great? Or there's somebody who loves deeply, or there's someone that I want my son or daughter to grow up to be like. 
There was nothing particularly heroic about their lives and nothing we want to be see replicated in the people around us. What if we were a church with this mindset? 1.2 billion people all self-concerned and worried about themselves. Or what about a nation like that? It's all about what I can get from my government. That's a definition of hell. No one really wants to be even around one person like this. Think about the person you were with recently who kept checking their cell phone or their smartwatch for messages that are more important than your presence before them. I had one of my best priest friends. We'd go out for breakfast on Wednesday mornings, our day away, and his phone would be constantly chirping and beeping and everything else. And he'd go, I would be talking to him and he would turn away and look at his phone and then kind of turn back, mm, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. And it, finally I had, I said, you pull that phone out one more time and we're done. No more breakfast. But what, are the per what of the person who sacrifices for you? Sacrifices giving up of a present good for a future benefit. Sacrifice is difficult. As humans, we appreciate the difficult and find beauty in it. All the more so because of its rarity. Think of mom. It's why moms are so difficult to lose. I remember when my own mother had died, Bishop Pilla, this tells you how long ago it was, he had just lost his mother. And he came down and spoke to our family about how difficult it is to love moms. You know, she gave of her body and her blood to begin your life. She's the one that nurtured and hopefully loved you, even when and especially at those times when you were not so lovable. And there isn't a person in this room who wasn't at some point in their lives just a rotten mess and difficult to love. And how rare it is to find that kind of love in someone else in your life. And if you do find it, you have a tendency to marry that person. Why? Because anyone who would sacrifice like that for you is beautiful and worth having around. And so in the Lenten season, we come face to face with this painting, with a man, the God-man, who loved us and ridiculously, sacrificially so. The devil tempts Jesus today three times with things that he certainly could command to change. But he doesn't do so because it is not something we could do if we found ourselves in a similar situation. We would learn nothing if he had given in Except that if you are God, you're like a comic book superhero character who can get out of any scrape with your superhuman powers, which is something we Joe Schmoes can't do. And so we would hear these stories and go, oh, interesting. But so what? Helpful? Not so much. But if he can love me, if he can love us voluntarily and sacrificially so, to the point of suffering for our benefit, withstanding so much within his human nature, well then, I could certainly muster up some modicum of extra love in this world. Surely I could make the world a smidgen better, more beautiful. How does Jesus defeat the devil and his temptation? By, by giving in? 
by self-service and using any means to an end? No, he does it by love, by withstanding, and by choosing the narrow way. And it is upon this mindset that Western civilization has been built. When we are at our best, we discover this at our foundation. It's what makes our nation great when we are great. To quote John F. Kennedy, what makes a nation and a person great is one who asks not so much what my country can do for me, but what I can do for my country. It's what makes a great parish, not coming when I need something, when I get something out of it, but when I can offer something, when I can do something, when I can sacrifice something. There is not one, one, not one thing that you see here, hear, touch, or are able to do that is not the result of somebody else's sacrifice or efforts. It's the same thing that makes a successful family, a solid marriage, a holy man, a holy woman. That is why an otherwise gruesome cross we call beautiful. And it is this Jesus who will in moments give of himself to and for you again, body and blood, soul and divinity, to feed and inspire you to become love and sacrifice for others, that you too may become ever more beautiful and fondly memorable.